I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. And welcome to Wrestling With Problems. I'm your host, King Divilano. This is King Divilano on just about every social media platform, so give me a like, follow, and a friend request, and I will probably give you one in return. I'm here to talk what else but wrestling. Uh, the big story for the past week was the death of Brody Lee uh, and the Brody Tribute episode, which drew just under a million viewers, 977,000. So I'm sure after the you add in the plus threes and the plus sevens and whatever other pluses, it's you know nice nicely over the million viewer range. Uh, it was definitely it was definitely a great show, and there's no but to it. I'm trying to come up with the other words for it. It was great. It was touching. Uh, a lot of not a lot of things in the world of professional wrestling are described as touching, but it was definitely that. I think it struck the right tone of balance and you know respect. Uh, both for Brody and for the family, uh, for the members of the Dark Order as well, um, for the pain that a lot of his uh, co-workers slash friends in the business were in as well. Uh, like I said, generally if a show becomes a you know a show that's not within the normal canon of wrestling, like you know the angles. And things, you know, go out the door. Like a lot of time, the tribute with the troop show has that happen. A lot of time, it's not necessarily the most compelling wrestling. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that those shows aren't, don't have value. But the tribute with the troop shows, they don't really feel like wrestling shows. You have wrestling on it, but there's no angle. There's no storyline generally. You know, people who are generally, you know, rivals or, you know, aren't necessarily beefing on those shows. So it causes a little bit of a disconnect from it. Uh, 
this tribute show to Brody Lee did strike a decent amount of balance. They didn't do heavy on a lot of the different storylines and different things going on, but they did, you know, at least keep, you know, uh, for the most part, people that were heels were heels and people with faces were faces for the most part. So that kept that kept it sort of canon. Uh, I think they did find a nice balance of incorporating the family into it as well, particularly Brody Jr. Brody Jr. did a great job with his, uh, you know, the couple angles and things they put in with him. MJF did a great job of healing it up, spitting on this mask during the pandemic. So I hope, by the way, I hope they gave him a different mask after MJF spit on it. I hope they did not give him the same mask, like I said. I was not I was not able to get any details on that, but uh, please tell me that they didn't get, have him put that same mask on for the rest of the show. Anyway, uh, the angle with the kendo stick with, with, was was great as well. Uh, the fact that they you know retired the TNT Championship, the current version of it at least, and uh, made uh, Brody Jr. the TNT Championship for life was great. Uh, the fact that they signed him to a contract, obviously. Uh, He's not going to join the roster right now because he's like eight years old. So that ma- it makes complete freaking sense that that's not the case. But you know, basically they seem to be doing all the right things as far as taking care of the family as well and trying to find a little bit of an uplift for the family. Uh, I did not know that Brody's wife was a retired wrestler, so I don't know if they might find a way to incorporate her or if she's just going to have her handfuls with. Uh, just taking care of the family, you know, without the uh, main brain with it, without the without the father uh, to the family. Like I said, if they can find a way, that'd be great. If if she decides, you know, no, I'm beyond that life, that's great too. If she, whatever she wants in that case, I hope that they are able to help, you know, put her up for that in the right way. Uh, overall, like like I said, it was a it was it was a very very good show. Like I said, and 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 I think it struck the right tone and balance. And you know, a lot of times <coughs> when you get shows like that, they don't always do that. So great job by Tony Khan, great job by the workers in AEW, and like I said, great job by even Brody Jr. So I did thoroughly enjoy this show, and uh. I kind of wonder, you know, in a way, what they would have done if the uh, I would I would assume they would have ended up pushing back some of these other shows they had planned because they already sort of have you know the next few shows booked. So I wonder if it would have you know if, if the unfortunate event the Brody's passing would have happened at a different time would they have sort of changed those shows a lot more too or they just would have pushed everything back a week or what? But I am just you know. Cur- have a little bit of curiosity about that. Not that it's a major thing, but it is something I've kind of thought about over the last week or so. But uh, overall, like I said, it's, it's good to see, you know, Brody Lee get a proper send-off. Uh, I know there were people complaining about he didn't get a very good uh, he didn't get a very good tribute on Raw. To me, those people complaining I understand why you might want to see him get more, but basically Brody Lee worked for a different company at the time. I would not expect a uh, tribute episode or a long package for a guy who worked for a different company at the time. That's just not the way the wrestling works. Think about it. (laughs) If you do any any type of TV show, somebody who no longer works on your show but works on a different show and a show that's 
competing, although it's a different brand, but a show that completes in the same time slot with you. <laughs> you would not, you know, do a lot with that, you know, actor. So I want you to keep it in a proper perspective. It, it might be a little bit different if the shows weren't going head to head, even though it's like not AEW going directly head to head with Raw, but they are direct competitors. He worked for a direct competitor. So I did not expect that. And I don't think anybody else should suspect that either. You know, it was, you know, by the way, you did notice that uh, on the uh, AEW broadcast, he was John Huber, John Huber, as well as, you know, Brody Lee on the WWE uh tribute post that they put, he was, you know, Luke Harper, they didn't mention the Brody Lee character at all, so. So it's kind of, that's that's another kind of thing that's kind of weird, because even though in a lot of ways you're the same guy within wrestling, when you change companies, a lot of times you're forced to change names, it doesn't necessarily feel the same way as an actor, you know, changing, but basically that's the way it is in a lot of ways, it's basically an actor changing a TV show. I guess a lot of it has to do with the fact that wrestling is considered so much different than normal TV shows, you know, a wrestling TV show, you're an actor, but you're also, you're also an athlete, you're a stunt, stunt man or stunt woman, so you got a lot of different sort of uh, things to go. By the way, I'm the only one that, when I saw the guy in the dark, in the dark order, and I saw John Silver uh, with Brody Lee Tyson, and I was like, oh, they let Brody Jr. wrestle a match. <laughs> While it was definitely wrong for me to think that, I definitely thought that. But anyway, uh, AEW Dynamite overall was a thoroughly entertaining show, and it definitely showed a good amount of respect to Brody Lee. So I'm really excited, really really excited they were able to do that for him. So, at any rate, uh, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, real fast, but I'll be back in a second. You're listening to Wrestle with Problems. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, this is a total package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. 
wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. And we're back on Wrestling With Problems. I'm your host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane on just about every social media platform, so give me a like, follow, friend request, and I'll most likely give you a return. And I'm going to talk what else but wrestling. Of course, i got to get some shameless self-promotion out of the way, obviously. Like I said, mention follow King David Lane on most major social media platforms, as well as uh, follow King David Comedy. That's coming with a K. Uh, comedy on most social media platforms. King David Lane's pretty much on everything. King David Comedy is on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so follow me there for that. Uh, I am a stand-up comedian as well as host of this uh, Beloved's radio show, so uh, if you want to see me do some stand-up comedy, uh, my open mic is on hiatus until February. The Comedy Club, Deep Forms Comedy Theater, and the Middle Beach section of Gary Neana is undergoing some renovations, uh, some wonderful changes. Don't worry, it will be back be open back up in February, but uh, uh, they're actually going to do a little bit more th- on the food side of it as well, so not only going to continue to have some um, even better food and options as far as that when you go to the shows, but they're going to you know, do a little bit of a touch-up to the building, so uh, really excited to that, so we will be back doing that the first Wednesday in February, uh, so definitely come check that out when that's available. Uh, I do sometimes show up on the virtual mics on uh Drop Comedy Club Tuesdays, but I will probably be taking a little bit of a break from that as well. But I also will be doing a show, a virtual show. So if you're one of my friends from across the country or across the world, you'll have an opportunity to see me coming up uh, Friday in February. I will be doing a show that's virtual. That's right. It'll be my first truly virtual show. I've done some open mics virtually, but I've, I actually will be doing an actual show, and I'll be giving you details on that in the next few weeks. So definitely look forward to that. But it will be, I believe it's the last February and Friday, and uh, it'll be the Contagious Show put together by the wonderful Brooke Barcel. I will definitely get you more information going forward. I just got a book today, so I don't have all the details, but it will be 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern, 
2 o'clock Pacific. And if you're on Mountain Time, 3 o'clock apparently. Yes, so definitely check that out again. That'll be uh, Contagious, uh, the virtual comedy show. I believe it's the last February in uh, last Friday in February, but I will get you details for 100% sure over the next few weeks. Don't worry, you got plenty of time, unless you're listening to this a month late, in which case you might be in trouble. But even then, come think of it, we're because you're still at the beginning of January and it's at the end of February. You still have almost two months to get ready. So unless you're way behind, you won't have a problem. Anyway. Uh, Back to talking wrestling, we did discuss the wonderful tribute show on AEW Dynamite to Brody Lee, but we also want to discuss, uh, this does leave a little bit of a void within the AEW uh, TV show, AEW Dynamite uh, situation with the Dark Order. So what do you think the Dark Order should do going forward? Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of different options for maybe they could put somebody else's leader. It could be a total outsider if they wanted to. Uh, it could be a member of the group. So, you know, I think Cole Cabana could potentially be a good choice. Like the whole time, maybe Brody Lee was just grooming him to take charge. That would be a little bit of an outside-of-the-box choice. I think, <laughs> however, what they should do for now is they should sort of create a sort of civil war within a dark order, have maybe a few guys in the organization or, you know, women, including Anna Jay, uh, have different people competing for that top spot before they finally settle in on a new leader. Uh, I would like to see that as a gimmick uh, angle going forward for a little bit. But eventually, I would like to see them put Brody Jr. in charge. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Brody Lee is going to be a full-time character. Obviously, he's not going to be a wrestler anytime soon. He's eight years old. But hear me out. This is my idea for what they do. They let everybody sort of fight it out. Eventually, you know, you have at least one guy that's a true loyalist within the organization say, you know, hey, he was the exalted one. This is the guy that we fall behind. And then eventually you actually sort of see him sort of manipulating people and pulling strings. And even though he doesn't have to fight himself, you realize he is a really, really smart kid. You could, you wouldn't have to have him involved in everything like like a normal wrestler. You just have him, you know, you sort of pick your spots with him here and there. Let him do stuff a little bit, you know, obviously work around his school schedule and whatnot. You can do little things here and there with him and just sort of have him run the organization at least for a little while. Eventually you could have, you know, one of the – Adults take it over. Like again, you you can you can do the civil war sort of angle almost twice basically. Right now, you quote have the quote rudderless ship. You do that, you install him, and then eventually you have somebody try to take over for him, and eventually you give it to somebody else. That's the way most of these organizations work anyway. Think about it. NWO, you had the initial guys in it, and then eventually other people tried to fight for power and take it over. Uh, the Nation Domination was originally Farouk, you know's organization. Eventually, The Rock took it over. You know, you had different, you know, people try to take over within, you know, other stables and whatnot. Whenever you have a stable organization, there's always going to be a power vacuum and whatnot. You know, there's going to be a, if somebody leaves, if one of the top people leave, there's always going to be people sort of fighting to get to the top of it. Just like within the uh, inner circle, you know, eventually we we know Jericho and MJF aren't going, going to be able to sort of coexist forever. Eventually, one's turning on the other one. You know, we don't know we don't know who it is at this point. Although I think since everybody, I think that they're trying to make us think that it's going to be MJF. I think it'll, it'll probably be Jericho turning on MJF. The whole sort of keeping your friends close and your enemies closer sort of deal. That eventually, I think 
Jericho will turn on MJF, but uh, that's the way the world wrestling is. Everybody's, for the most part, if you're friends right now, eventually you're going to be enemies. <laughs> that's doubly true if you're black. Literally every black wrestler within pretty much every organization, I mean, I don't mean like now, but I mean like I'd say prior to like what <laughs> – Definitely prior to like 2000, all black wrestlers were in their organization. They had to be friends for a while, and they had to be enemies at some other point. That's just the sort of way it worked. You didn't just sort of coexist in a company and never have your past crossed. <laughs> but uh, but within a stable, that's with any sort of stable or any sort of alliance. If there's any situation where multiple wrestlers have some sort of prominence to them, eventually they have to fight. You know. Uh, Hell, even the Rock and Roll Express feuded for a while, if I remember correctly. So, think about it. They've been tag team partners for what forty years now, <laughs> and even they feuded at some point. So that's just that's just sort of the name of the game. When you, wrestling is about the personal relationships, and they, those sort of leads to fights in different ways. So you always have to have a reason for fighting. You know, a fractured personal relationship is normally one of the top ways you do about doing that. So obviously there's also, you know, going for belts, going for titles, going for championships. Obviously you want to win a match, but a lot of times that's just sort of the way it is. So uh, that's my suggestion for how they should handle uh, the dark order. Send your hate mail to at King David Lane on Twitter. Uh, I would say send it to Chris. Actually, you could send it to Chris. Uh, He's taking a break right now because he has some health issues. But like I said, 2020 was not a kind (laughs) year to the host of this of this particular uh show i was in the hospital twice chris was in the hospital so uh but he's still recovering from that unfortunately his issues you know caused some issues with his voice so he hasn't been able to come back to the show just yet but don't worry he is still alive he is he still is improving so hopefully he will be back to the show anyway uh Back on the topic of wrestling, that's what that's that's my plan for the Dark Order. If you want to send your plans for the Dark Order, you can always send them to uh, at King Dave Land on Twitter, or you can um, also tweet it at VLC Nation, or even better, tweet both of us. Tweet at VLC Nation at King David Land. That way, we both sort of get the feedback of what you're interested in. Uh, by the way, if you want to help the show out, uh, please like our uh, channels, uh, like our show on uh, on whether it be on. Uh, uh, Stitcher or iTunes or, or whatever, you know, your podcast of choice is, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, leave some comments, what you like about the show, or if you hate the show, write what you hate. We don't care. You know, there is no bad publicity. So if you like the show, write what you like. If you hate the show, like what you hate. But, you know, please regardless, give us a five-star review because I would appreciate that. Anyway, let's move on to some of the other things in the world of wrestling I wanted to discuss. Uh, I do want to apologize in advance. This will be a little bit of a reshow. I do have some obligations with my rugby club, so uh, I will have to cut this edition short. Uh, but and I will not be talking about Wrestle Kingdom today, even though the results for the first day are in, because I have not had a chance to watch uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15 yet because I had to work today. <laughs> so I will be discussing that with you next week after I have a chance to watch it. <laughs> anyway, a uh, couple of things I want to discuss before I get out of here, though. Uh, First topic I want to discuss is uh, daring youngs to make money in WWE. This is one of the most uh, wonderful <laughs> ways of generating revenue I've ever heard. Uh, and he actually learned it from his partner, Titus O'Neil. Uh, basically, uh, 
with the WWE reality show Total Divas. Anytime the camera's on, I get right on there because for me, not being a part of the show, you're going to get a check in the mail because you're on their show. They pay you. Anytime I see Natty and he, you know, Natalia Nyhart, I go, hey, girl, how you doing? How's everything going? And Natty knows how to turn on. Oh, my God, I'm having so much problem with this diva, that diva. I'm just listening, listening. So I know when the cameras are on, a check is in the mail for me. <laughs> After you're done and the cameras turn on for you, they're writing down who was involved in each scene. Then later on, within this, uh, with, with this, this interview he was doing, uh, he did this, by the way, he did this interview with Wrestling Inc., and I want to give them credit for it. I also want to give credit to SC Scoops for reporting on it. Uh, it was pointed out that Titus is also seen a lot on Total Divas very often, and Darren Young revealed that he actually learned it from Titus O'Neil. He said, that's who I learned it from. <laughs> uh, so if you want to check out his interview, you can all check it out on WrestlingInc.com. As well as, uh, it, it, like I said, I never, I never really thought about it, but I was like, now. Matter of fact, if I ever meet any friends on reality shows from now on, I'm always going to be talking to them if the cameras are on. Actually, I've only had, uh, now that I think of it, I'm trying to think of how many friends I've had that have been on reality shows. Obviously, I live in North Indiana, suburban, you know, which is like 30 minutes from Chicago. There's not a lot of reality shows that shoot in the Chicago area. Uh, the one reality, I wouldn't even completely call it a reality show, but it was, you know, sort of reality show. It was, it was a stunt show, kind of like Jackass. Uh, Too Stupid to Die, I had a couple friends on that, you know. We're not close friends, but, you know, more like casual acquaintances and some people I see at some different comedy shows this area and stuff. So I used to watch their show. I was like, you know, that, that would definitely be, a, like I said, that, that pretty much be the only people who are qualified to do it. Although they probably want me to jump, you know, off of a bridge or, you know, or, you know, I get run over by a tractor or shoot myself out of a cannon. And that's not really for me. <laughs> so now that I think about it, maybe that wouldn't be such a good idea on my part. I'm going to have to go ahead and take a pass on it. I need to find some you know, housewives to be friendly. If they, if they do real housewives of the region, you know, real house, because that's what we call our, our area, Northwest Indiana. We call it the region. Basically, you know, Lake County, Porter County, Laporte, and some other, you know, a few other smaller counties in this area. If they do that, which I know they won't, because there's not enough there's not enough rich people here. Like I said, they have they would have to get Real Housewives of the Windy City or Real Housewives of Chicago first, and then maybe we can get a spinoff of that some kind of way. But anyway, I'm 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 rambling way off topic. Let me get back to the topic. I definitely need to make some friends that are on reality shows. <laughs> At any rate, uh, last but not least, before I get out of here, uh, New Japan television deal. For U.S. and the U.K. to be announced very, very soon. So they did actually tease uh, coming back uh, to television in USA because they've been they've been airing episodes of New Japan Strong on their uh, streaming uh, platform. But apparently, they are actually going to come back to U.S. television. I'm really excited about this. Uh, they did tweet out from their. In New Japan Pro Wrestling Global uh, account, as well as uh, they sort of mentioned it. So, uh, what? Uh, if case you weren't aware, uh, although if you're listening, there's probably a good chance you were aware. But in case you weren't, uh, they were on Access TV until uh, Anthem Sports purchased Impact Wrestling, and then uh, obviously Anthem uh, they were given they gave New Japan the option of remaining on the network if they could strike a deal with a relationship with Impact. 
However, they did not; they were not able to do that, or they just didn't like the terms. So, both companies went their sort of their own separate directions. Uh, eventually, New Japan created New Japan of America, which is a subsidiary of their co- company. They have been airing episodes of New Japan Strong uh, on their New Japan World uh, streaming platform. The matches have been filmed in Los Angeles at Dojo. Now, that's something I had not been aware of because while I have been watching. Um, uh, I started watching the New Japan Strong episodes over the last roughly month or so. Uh, it makes sense now because I always wonder why there was there always seemed to be only Americans on it. There were never any Japanese, and with travel restrictions and whatnot, it kind of makes sense now that uh, if they're filming it in LA, you probably can't get a lot of Japanese talent on the show. So it makes slightly more sense. I was not aware that they were filming in LA, but that sort of makes sense. But at any rate. Uh, Congratulations to them. I'm really excited. I wonder what network it's going to be in. Hopefully, it's a network that I actually get <laughs> and can record. Because access, I do not currently have access to. Although there's, you know, sometimes you, you sometimes you can find other ways to watch programming. Not that I advocate such a thing or I'm confessing anything, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Because I got to record it. Because <laughs> I got to because I got to report on it. So, and I'm sure they would rather would rather have me uh, reporting about it. Impact Wrestling and not reporting on it. Anyway, uh, one more thing before I go, because I just I did happen just to see this just now. Uh, apparently, this is news that broke today. Mighty Skull is no longer under contract with Ring of Honor. Uh, they did announce on their social media platforms that the mutually the two sides have mutually decided to end their working relationship. So he joined them in 2016. He actually signed a new contract at the beginning of 2021. Uh, he was later supposed to be uh, take over his Ring of Honor's head of creative. Uh, then there were a couple issues of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, so that sort of suspended their live events. <coughs> uh, later on, he was he. There were a lot of allegations regarding him regarding the speaking out movement and within sexual harassment and sexual misconduct within the British wrestling scene and the wrestling scene at large. Uh, involved a woman, uh, or actually, I guess a girl who was drunk and underage. Eventually, he did make his Twitter account private. So uh, he was actually removed from their website roster back in October. And he's not been part of any events. TV tapings or pay-per-views since that point. So uh, he has not commented on it publicly. So if he does comment, we will report what he says because we believe in giving him, um, I wouldn't say equal time, but I, I do at least want to give people a chance to uh, state their piece or whatnot for the most part. You know, there are some situations where even that I wouldn't do, but if he does provide an update, I will pr- at least provide it and then I'll comment on it one way or the other. So at any rate, that's about it for this week. I got to run to take care of my uh, my uh, duties with my other organization. Usually these conflicts don't happen because I specifically, you know, do my radio show on Mondays because I, pres- I actually specifically do my radio show on Mondays and my open mic on Wednesdays because I usually have rugby practice Tuesday nights and Thursday nights and I have rugby Saturday afternoon early normally. So it usually works out that my different commitments don't conflict, but this is a rare case where they did. So I do apologize to you in advance for this uh, short show, but it kind of worked out because I didn't really have much to talk about because wrestling kingdom is going to be the next big news and I haven't been able to watch it yet. So I look forward to talking to you next week regarding wrestle kingdom uh, 15 until then 
You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Be safe. Mask up if you're in public or, you know, if you can't isolate, do that because I want you alive and well because mainly because I need the ratings, but also I do sort of care about you a little bit. (laughs) But at any rate, you've been listening to Wrestling Problems. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. I came looking for booty. I like you, and I want you. Now, we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Well, I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way.